gun line, gun line, gun line. Fire mission coming down, y'all. I'm your host, Lopez, and you're listening to the On the Gun Line podcast, where you just sit back and chop it up like we would out in the field. So go on ahead and pop a squat because it's about to get hot. You are on the gun line now. So today um, should have been released an episode that I was supposed to record last week, but uh, per usual, uh, no call, no show. You know what I'm saying? It's all gravy, baby, though. We're going to keep on going. You can see my back, my, my cat back there. That's uh, that's old Mr. Howie, named after Howie Long, famous Raider, um, because he's got the Raiders colors going. Long story. Go Pack Go, though. Don't, don't get it twisted. Go Pack Go. Anywho, I hope everybody's doing well out there. It is a beautiful Tuesday morning here, 6 February 2024, 8.30 a.m. Um, I'm up early grinding, baby. I had to take my kids to school. And then I got an appointment that I got to take one to later on. So I'm knocking this one out. Time meow. And uh, hopefully it'll be a good one for y'all. If this is your first time here, my name is Lopez. This is the Undercut Line podcast where normally I like to just recreate conversations that we used to have out in the field when we were bored. And um, those conversations that sometimes we try to have out here within the civilian sector with others, it kind of uh, seems to throw them off. And you get those crazy looks like, what's wrong with this dude? And not only that, but uh, you. I like to recreate the the familiarity of being able to express yourself without any consequence or any, any uh, you don't have to be filtered, censored. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to edit yourself. Just be you the way it used to be because, you know, there was no judgment back then. You know what I'm saying? And I miss that. I really, really miss that. And I know there's a lot of veterans that miss it as well. Hence why we hang out here on the gun line. With that being said, if this is your first time here, do me a quick solid and smash that subscribe button. From there, I need you to go ahead and give me the thumbs up or thumbs down some way, somewhere in the middle of this video. Let me know that you're digging it or not digging it. Uh, but ultimately, I need you to comment and let me know what I did that you were digging, what I didn't do that, or maybe what I could do to improve it. Um, or even just put A, B, C, D, E, F. As long as YouTube reads that there's some kind of um, communication between each other, it creates engagement, which then creates this to get out more to to those who want to see this. You know what I'm saying? So like, subscribe, comment, share, all that good stuff. Today, y'all, um, we're going to talk about something that's uh, it's on my mind. I saw a video yesterday, and I'll play it here in a second. Um, and it has to do with toxicity in the military. You know, I see a lot of... Uh, a lot of a uh, new school or new generation soldiers or service members saying that they're they have so much toxic leadership. You know what I'm saying? And um, but we're gonna delve into that a little bit more as soon as I get that video going. What I do want to do right now, I want to go ahead and start off this podcast with a medic reaction, and this medic is gonna be War underscore Hamster Six on the TikToks. I started watching her and she has me dying. It's just, it's cool to see a different personality on there. It's not always just talking, you know, it's just something different. So with that being said, I'm gonna go ahead and share this screen and share this audio. And let's see what we're reacting to. From what I see already, all right, I haven't seen it yet. What I see already though, uh, this is definitely the shenanigans that happens um, out in the field or definitely on deployment you know what i'm saying and um 
this is the type of crap that goes down. I'm not going to lie. Uh, give me a second here while I look up something real quick. Uh, I'll definitely have to check this in one second. All right. With that being said, let's hear what Ms. Warhamster has to say. And here we go. All right. I'm already seeing that. They look like they're playing chicken. All right. But it looks like we got a Opie back there. Oh, redheaded. Damn. He's got to be the redheaded stepchild right there. You know what? If this was a different type of video, you got one black guy, two black guys, maybe a third black guy back there, but he's definitely not white. And then a white boy in the middle. Kind of reminds me of a certain video that I've seen before, but I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> if you know, you know. All right, let's go. All right. I'm just going to let it roll. First off, I'd like to say, starting off on a good note, I'm very proud of you for wearing your eye gear. Okay, there you go. Good job. Two, I don't know if there is a diagnosis code for jousting. I don't know. <laughs> Jousting, that's what that shit is doing. They're playing chicken. Look, um, for those of you that are only are only listening to it on the podcast, you had these two, uh, these service members. Um, one's piggybacking one, one's piggybacking the other, and they uh they go heads up. It looks, I don't know what they are those crutches or what is it that they're carrying? Oh, it looks like uh some kind of uh like those ski picks. I don't know what the hell that is, but here we go. <laughs> fucking jar heads <laughs> again man this is the type of shit that goes down out there in the field or on deployment for sure and they did have their eye pro I've never had to type in and find a medical diagnosis code for jousting. It's called having fun. <laughs> diagnosis code for getting bit by a turtle. Oh, damn. A diagnosis code for peeing on your friends after they got stung by a jellyfish. <laughs> Maybe. But jousting? Hey, sometimes they pee on their friends on that boat just for fun. I'm saying. You know, I just realized I'm in the wrong view here. Ain't that about a BH. There we go. We want to document this really well. So if mm -hmm. this ends up with a service-related injury, you're covered. Okay? All right? One team, one fight. That's right. What were we writing under, though? What would you like us to put for this? <laughs> I would say, uh, you know, I, it, it could go under uh, simulated combatives. Um, you got to train like you fight, right? Oh, here's somebody put... Simulated historical combat training. There you go. Uh, alternative weapons training. Uh, just put USMC. Everything else is self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, Marines being Marines. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I mean, clearly it's a cavalry-related injury. Oh, God. Obst obstacle course challenge. <laughs> you know what? It was just... I would put it... I would file this under... Uh, team morale boosting uh, scenario. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Warhamster, you the shit. I'm going to start using you to open up some of these podcasts because it just, it makes me feel a certain type of way. 
So thank you. Thank you for that. Now let's go into what we want to talk about. Here we go. Can we appreciate good leadership for once? And I don't know who need to hear that, but can we appreciate good leadership for once? We love to talk about toxic leadership till we blew in the face, but can we talk about the Marines that decided to stay despite the bullshit that was going on? Mm -hmm. Despite the obstacles that were in their path, they still overcame them. Mm -hmm. Despite the adversity, they still stayed. Yeah, they could have got out, went to another organization that would have appreciated their leadership abilities, appreciate their talents, paid them more, but besides that, they still stayed. You know, the leadership that gave up time with their family so you mm. can spend time with your family. Meanwhile, you still complain about the toxic leadership. Can we talk about them for a second? You know, the ones that spoke your name in rooms that you weren't allowed in. That's right, staff the opportunities, aren't. the doors you thought were closed. Can we talk about good leadership? Because all we talk about is bad. Meanwhile, they work hard. Meanwhile, they go unnoticed. Meanwhile, everybody says the organization is filled with toxic leadership. Whole time, there's Marines busting their ass. Yep. They actually give a fuck. Can we talk about them for once? 100% uh, with uh, Staff Sergeant over here. I think it says Staff Sergeant Thigpen. 100% agree with him. Look, I've been out the Army now nine years, all right? Nine years I've been out. And, um... I get it. People tell me that I need to let it go. Let go of what? You know, I will never let go of a life that I loved. All right. I'm not in there trying to make policy. I'm not trying to make corrections or changes. I, if I see a soldier out of regs, unless it's like super fucking, you know, I'll, I'll still ask him, pull him to the side. Of, hey, brother, can you know this, that or the other? You know what I mean? Anywho. But what he's saying here, it, it, it speaks a thousand percent truths. It seems that there's a small minority out there with a loud voice all right and that's because these cats just want to go out there and point everything that's wrong out but never want to give credit where credit is due you know what i'm saying and that right there it needs to be um it needs to be normalized you know just like for example when uh, we do counselings we're always told you know you're going to go ahead and put like you know um the some of the positives that the soldier's been doing or the service member's been doing you know what i mean you don't want to always be negative, negative, negative. I get that there's toxic leadership, but there's a difference between toxic leadership and there's also a difference between uh, holding up standards, you know? And just because somebody is not, um, somebody is not giving way or, you know, bowing down to letting you skate through with uh, low standards doesn't mean they're toxic. They just want to see you succeed. You know, I, I'll be the first one to say I was not I was not um, the greatest NCO. I was I was not, you know, but I'll tell you what, as an NCO, I did care about my damn soldiers. I did make sure that they had everything they needed. I did make sure that their welfare was was taken care of before my own. I, oh, my God. Um, and I would get upset and i would yell sometimes i would get loud but it wasn't to berate or to embarrass someone it was more out of um frustration it was frustrated that i saw so much potential in someone and that i try to extract that potential and have them challenge it knowing well that they could do it but they were just giving up on themselves. So I had to find different ways to do it, to, uh, to motivate them. You know what I'm saying? And again, I wasn't the greatest NCO, but I think that it, I'd be fair to say that um, 
I was better than your average NCO. Because I saw a lot of NCOs out there, staff sergeants and sergeants, sergeant first classes even, and not even one first sergeant who I'm not even going to bring him up. But um, that, you know, they were more, more or less just chair filling. You know, they were just filling the slot, trying to make their NCOs, I'm not NCOs, trying to make themselves look like they're great NCOs or try to be liked by the soldiers instead of doing what their job was, was to teach, coach, and mentor. You know, um, I can think of many times when I was in 1-9 Field Artillery out of Fort Stewart, I would take my section out to, a, to the motor pool and I would tap on one of them like, hey, you go ahead and uh, give yourself a manual move order. Uh, I will show them how to do it on the on the PDFCS, how to give themselves a manual move order. Then they'll drive around the fucking motor pool, come back and occupy, you know, and I would just be in there as a kind of like their gunner. You know, I'll be there to to assist, but I'll be waiting for them to be the one in charge, when in charge, take charge. Right. And um, that would be my way of training them. And so they could learn not only as to how we do the their, our jobs, but why we do it a certain way. And that's always been my favorite way of teaching is hands on because I could read a book to you all day and and I could uh, draw on the easel board, but it's not going to make sense until you put it into action. Anywho, but there at the same time, there were, you know, I'm not going to throw section chiefs under the bus, but there were other section chiefs from, you know, either the different platoon or within my platoon that were MIA. They weren't at the motor pool and their soldiers were. And their soldiers would come into my gun and they'd be like, hey, um, Esan Lopez, can we can we hang out with you? You know, can, can we uh, can we learn what you're teaching? Yeah, no doubt. And I would take them through like, you know, just gunners testing. You know, if you're a field artillery man, you, know, you understand what I'm talking about. You know, ASPT, gunners testing, all that good stuff. Because that was my job. You know what I'm saying? That was my job. There's only so much shit that you can fill their day with, though. Once we were done with any kind of training, I'd kick them loose. You know, I'll be like, hey, go take care of any of personal matters that you have. Now, that point right there, that's on you to take care of any personal matters that you need to take care of. As an adult, I expect you to do that. Now, if you're going to decide to go fuck off and go to your barracks and rest until I, I text you to come down a formation, that's on you. I don't ever I didn't ever want to hear like, oh, we didn't have time to do this or didn't have time to do bullshit. I gave you time. I gave you fucking time to do it. Don't bullshit. Oh, you want to go to finance now? Now you want to go to finance during my time, my training time? Nah, homie, I gave you time yesterday. Why don't you go to finance? That? You know what I'm saying? But they will consider that toxic leadership nowadays because you know what? You're, you are you make them accountable for, for shit they have to do. So anywho, um, 100% with that staff. Sorry. And also, there's a lot of toxic fucking soldiers. Look, look, soldiers. Service. I'm, I'm going to specifically talk to, to the soldiers. Look, soldiers. Negativity can spread like a fucking wildfire. All it takes is one person to just be talking masa the whole fucking time, talking shit about how much they hate it. Well, you know what? There's easy ways to get out the fucking military nowadays. All right? There's easy ways. Get out. You know, you don't want to serve your contract. You don't want to serve honorably. Get out. And you know what? Make way for the next person that wants to come in that wants to be a soldier. And you know, the reason that I'm so adamant and so passionate about this, because it took my ass over one year to become a soldier, all right? I had to do certain things in my background in order to qualify to join the United States Army. And, you know, I, I didn't take that shit very lightly, all right? So when people have the, they come in with such ease nowadays, you know, they don't have to go through hard basic training or, or tough basic, I'll say tough, not hard, but tough basic training to weed out the weak. 
You know, I, I think a lot of these toxic ass soldiers would be weeded out if we brought back boot camp standards as they used to be. I don't care if you go 90s, even early 2000s, you know, go. I'll just say this pre ACU army. Let's go back to BDU army. You know what I'm saying? BDU standards. All right. And like Yurina was saying that one time on the podcast, you know, maybe it's because it was a garrison army back then. You know, they were all there was they were a lot more tight uh, on the standards. It doesn't matter to I mean, whether it's war army or or garrison army, you know, you need to train as you fight. I think, you know, again, who am I? I'm just a veteran talking shit. You know, I got a microphone on a laptop. But at the same time, I'm somebody that was I the greatest soldier? No, absolutely not. I got my article 15. You know what I'm saying? I got my article 15. If you all want to know what it's for. Go back a couple of episodes. You'll find it somewhere in there. Now, I'll just tell you, I got caught, you know, being fucked up out in Baghdad. Hey, I caught it upon myself. I caused it upon myself. You know, no fucking excuses. But I got my Article 15, my 4545. And um, guess what? I still made sergeant in three years and staff sergeant in four years. You know why? Because I bounced back from that fucking experience. All right. I wasn't going to let that shit hold me down. I wasn't going to blame anybody for my motherfucking stakes. But anyways, back to the negativity spreading like wildfire. A lot of cats, when um, when they join the military, they want to they they like the sense of belonging. You know, I know I do. I, I like the sense of belonging. That's why I made a, I did a lot of uh, crazier things in my past, because I like that sense of belonging to a group or something bigger than myself. All right. And. Um, sometimes in order to feel like you are part of the group or you know like you are so that you're not uh excluded you'll start going along with the wave of negativity you know all it takes is a couple of fucking bad apples man oh this place sucks oh we're going to the field again yeah you're going to the field especially if you're artillery foo it's in the mos title field artillery how do you think we make our money huh anywho Shout out to Staff Sergeant Vic Penn, United States Marine Corps. You are on it, man. Let's talk about, let's elevate our good NCOs that are out there. The ones that, like he said, behind closed doors are talking good about their Joes. You know, I'll tell you what. We used to have, um, uh, when we used to send uh, people to promotion board, you know, or to schools, to WLC or BLC as it's called now. You know, there will be a chief's meeting with the platoon sergeant, you know, and be like, okay, I'm going to send this guy or I'm going to send that guy or I'm going to send this guy. And you have to explain why, what have they done? You know what I mean? And y'all, they didn't see that back there. I didn't understand that until I got to that level. You know what I mean? So E134, I get it. You guys are lost in the sauce because all you're needed is for is neck down. But, you know, um, your NCOs are even one of my, my, one of my Joes. Who I know that we, he was probably my my only Joe that I could say we truly had um a dislike for each other. And his name was McMillan. McMillan, if you ever see this, it was never out of hate for you, man. It was out of um it was all business. And the thing was that he couldn't keep it professional, even though this kid has so much potential. But he, there were times where his military bearing was lacking. His immaturity showed. and But I, I wanted to send him to the E5 board because I thought, you know, that we promote based on potential, all right? And I figured that with the added responsibilities that he would get that I would provide to him, that he would start 
making his way towards uh, becoming a more professional acting soldier. All right. Long story short, uh, he ended up going to a different platoon. Um, I ended up going to a gun truck platoon and he he fell under another NCO afterwards. So what I'm saying, though, at the end is. Talk, let's elevate some of those NCOs out there that are fighting the good fight for you all. All right. And um, not only that, hey, you know what? Shout out to the officers. I, I tend to leave officers out a lot because I can't speak on their lane. I, you know, it's that officer business is officer business, NCO business is NCO business. So it's hard for me to speak on officer business when I don't know it. But I know that there are some officers out there that they they um they have their hearts in the right place and they want to help a, a a soldier. Hey, there goes. If you're looking at my uh, at the podcast right now, if you're viewing it, there's my cat back there. That is uh, Smokey. So you're going to hear the dog start going crazy here in a second. But anyway, so shout out to those officers out there. Shout out to my old battery commander, Captain Martin. Well, Major Martin now, probably Lieutenant Colonel Martin. But that was my homie. I'm not my homie, but he was uh, one of my, if not best commanders that I had. I think that uh, him and um, and Captain Foise, probably Lieutenant Colonel Foise or retired Foise. I don't know. Major Foise. I don't know. But um, they were. Both great, great, and um, well, NCO supporting officers, and you know they let uh, NCOs handle NCO business, and let us do what we're there for. You know what I mean? If you know, you know. There's a, a big split between NCOs and officers, and um, it was because officers, you know, to us, to the NCO Corps, officers are more the planning. They do the planning, right? And us as the NCOs do the training and the executing all right so um when it comes to like soldier business that's nco business so anyways i'll leave it at that and um let's go ahead and check out this next video anyway shout out to those uh to those non-toxic officers and ncos and leadership that um that are actually out there standing up for their joes this cat that i'm gonna play next um you know what? Shout out to Deadlift Dad real quick. Shout out Deadlift Dad. Uh, but this Joe here reminds me of the some of the soldier styles that were coming in when I was on, on my way out. You shouldn't join the military in 2024. Don't swipe away. Hear me out. Why should you care what I have to think? First of all, I served on active duty in the Marine Corps for four years. I remember. All right. Before we let Deadlift Dad, you know what? Let's let, let Deadlift Dad do your thing. Veterans like you. Did four years scrubbing a toilet? Play the National Anthem. You did four years scrubbing a toilet, and now you're over here wearing the uniform, but you're telling people not to join, flashing statistics, mm -hmm. discouraging people from joining. But I'm going to tell, tell you right now, the glasses and looking like Harry Potter and telling people not to join isn't going to cut it. You understand? Mm -hmm. All your statistical errors are not going to cut it. Listen, we're going to be gripping and ripping. We're the greatest nation in the world. Gripping and ripping, baby. Do you understand? We got great benefits. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if you're using those benefits right Facts. now. But yet you tell people not to join. I'm just saying you use those same benefits, but you tell people not to join and you say it's not. The circle of life continues. Grip it and rip it. Peace. Fucking facts. Alright, so this joker here. Alright. Ugh. You shouldn't join the military in 2024. Don't swipe. So, no, I think, first of all, he should say, if you look like me or if you act like me, the military isn't for you. That's what he should say, starting off. Away, hear me out. Why should you care what I have to think? 
First of all, I served on active duty in the Marine Corps for four years. All right. So let me ask you, you served in the Marine Corps for four years in active duty. Why do you have a BDU top or what? I forgot what they call them. Uh, I don't know what class uniforms those are for them. But for us, those are BDUs. And I know that uh, four years ago, unless I'm mistaken, they still had this camouflage pattern. They were still using the digis, uh, the digitals. So, yeah, that's one. Secondly, I don't even think that a fucking Marine Corps recruiter would even look at you twice. They probably throw your ass out. I'm sure you couldn't even do one pull up. I'm pretty positive of that. I mean, it looks like you have a big brain because of that five head you got going on up there. Uh, you look more like somebody who would have been in the army, and your MOS would have been something along the lines of um. Uh, no, I'm not gonna put them down like that. Uh, you'd probably be a cook. You'd probably be a cook, or you'd probably be um maybe calf scout. <laughs> I'm just fucking with y'all calf scouts. I'm fucking with y'all. I wouldn't even put that in, into your fucking uh, category. Anyways, now nah, he looks more like he would be in like the S shop, working like in combo or something. Um, just too nerdy. He wouldn't be able to handle the fucking combat arms. And honestly, I I wish I could I find the whole videos to see what he has to say. But to me, he just looks like somebody who got bullied and punked. I remember because he was a piece of shit soldier. That's all there's to it. You know, he looks like the type that was a piece of shit soldier and um, because he wasn't getting his way, probably got out. And as Deadlift Dad was pointing out, is probably using the benefits that he earned from uh, from being in the service. You know, if you don't want here's the thing. If you don't want to join the military, don't fucking join it. If you're not ready to be in a. In an organization that's going to have standards that has a way of dress a uniform that may or may not have leadership that will expect high standards than you're used to then the military is not for you it's not it's definitely not unless you're willing to make those changes all right and that's where boot camp comes in again i, I bring it back down to basic training if they break the civilian out of these guys if they turn them into the soldiers they're supposed to be or service members they would serve with pride, all right? You'd be what? What happened to being proud of your service? You know what I'm saying? What happened to be wearing that uniform with pride? Now you see these ragtag-looking motherfuckers out there, looking like they just pulled out the goddamn uniform out of a dryer, slapped it on, patches all on crooked. If you were high speed, you would have them sewn on. You know, I saw a PFC in the army. I saw army PFC who had her PFC rank sewn on. Props, props, sewn onto her blouse. Props. Because homegirl knows what's up. She knows what high standards look like. And what you if you look like a professional soldier, you'll act like a professional soldier. Speaking of professional soldiers, here's one that is not. Y'all, I'm really tired of these higher ranking motherfuckers. Like, y'all be acting so entitled. Like, you can't get your ass beat like somebody out on the streets. I don't know why you act like that. All right. So I know this video is old. I know this video is old, but it popped up. And um, is she wrong? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm going to put it like this. You want to go to the streets on this? Let's talk about it. If you're out on the streets, if you're about that life out on the streets, you are not going to go on social media and call them out like that. If you're out on the streets, you're going to go look for them and handle your business. All right? Because what you're doing here, that's some dumb shit trying to, trying to make yourself sound like you're like about about it. But you ain't about about it. You ain't. You corny. 
You corny for doing this. It's no reason. Just because you have rank on your chest, you're... Why are you disrespectful? Why are you rude? Why do you think that this rink's finna save you from an ass whooping? Finna. Going to. Finna is not a word. I know it's some it's some kind of a... What do they call that now? That Ebonics talk? Uh, they try to justify it by calling it African-American vernacular. Yeah, so sound uneducated. Even though finna probably comes from fixing to, which would make better sense fixing to than finna. But yeah, I digress. A old fashioned ass whooping. I don't know why y'all think that this rank is going to save y'all. If you feel about it like, that way, why don't you go and tap her? You should have gone. And, well, let's continue. Like outside of this little Call of Duty stuff. This right here, right here. This pissed me off. She's a Sartan E5. And she's out there making videos, calling it Call of Duty. You obviously have never deployed. Or you would know um, it's furthest from Call of Duty than you would ever know. But you know what? Whatever. Baby, you're nothing. You, you are nothing. And I think most of y'all stay in just to say, oh, I was a colonel. I was a sergeant major. I was this. I was this, this, and that of the damn army. Like, bro, you're, this shit don't mean nothing outside of the army. Outside of the military, this don't mean shit. It don't mean shit. And like I said, you can still get your ass beat. Like, I really don't understand why y'all be thinking that this shit is fin to save y'all. Fint. It's fint to save y'all. Again, if you bite about it like that. Oh, by the way, when I said smoke yourself, I meant to go smoke yourself by doing push-ups. Not the other way before somebody takes that shit twisted. But um, again, this young lady over here, um, this young NCO, I don't know if she's a Bucks aren't, um, but what you're doing here is um, it's like sex, sex with a fat woman in an elevator. It's just wrong on so many levels. Outside of this, outside of this, it's really ridiculous because y'all think y'all can talk to people any way y'all want to. Respect goes both ways, baby. If, if you're not giving me respect, I will not give you respect at all. Like, at all. I'm in my car coming to my appointment and this major was trying to cross the road. So I stopped. As you should. Pedestrians do have the right of way. And I was like doing this like to allow her to cross the road. She looking at me. I'm looking at her. Well, somebody could probably take in the way you did that as a hurry the fuck up. And she's just staring at me, rolling her eyes like, bitch, I don't give a fuck. We do not care. We do not care. I don't give a fuck about that ro eye rolling. I, I don't give a fuck about that. Like, take this uniform off. Y'all be acting like y'all can't catch the fade. I was actually. So when we tell people stop acting like you're back on the block. This is what we mean. Being nice, because normally I just go about my business. I don't care who's crossing the road. Like, I'll stop, like, if they're in the road. Like, but if you're on the side, I'm sitting here letting you go. And you're. You're not letting her go. Pedestrians have the right of way again. And then your little hand movement, the way you did it right now, it kind of looked like you were saying, hurry the fuck up. I'm trying to get somewhere. But you have time to come on here and make a fucking video of bitching and complaining about another person crossing in front of you. 
I am not with all that. I don't give a fuck. I'm being nice, allowing you to cross the fucking road. I can give two fucks about you. Like, I could give two fucks about anybody. I really don't care. I'm trying to make it to my appointment on time, and you're giving me... So whose fault is it that you're not on time? Proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. Remember the seven Ps? NCO? Attitude. Let me take that back. Sergeant, stripe wear. Because I allowed you to cross the road? Again, pedestrians have the right of way. Like, is it because I'm black? I'm just playing, but no, for real. Like, y'all just be acting entitled. Like, I don't know. What did I do for you to be rolling your eyes and acting crazy? Like, you did this. Like, hurry the fuck up. You could have just waved, like, hey, you know, that's all you had to do. Like, come on, sis. If she's already crossing the road and you're telling her to cross the road, uh, again, that's more of a sign of, like, hurry the fuck up and yeah anyway you could catch the fade you catch the fade talking like a fucking valley girl from goddamn san fernando anyway you ain't catch no fades you, you get your ass whipped by that major uh anyways um again another reason i'm gonna keep it i was gonna keep them off my gun line just keep them off my gun line take the uniform oh baby like i'm with all of it are you then why didn't you go tell her why didn't you go tell her all i'm saying is why did if you about that life why didn't you go tell her that you should have gone be like hey you know what ma'am first of all go up salute her and then tell her you know what ma'am um do we have any issues because if we do you know i know where there's a wood line and we go take off our blouse and go at it you know and then afterwards put our blouses back on i'll salute you have a very good day be about it don't talk about it be about it you know what i'm saying um at least that's how it's handled uh, out in the, in the combat arms. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And again, um, you salute the rank, you respect the rank, not the person. All right? Respect the rank, not the person. Anywho, she can't catch the fade. She finna catch a fade. Dumbass broad. All right, and then to end it all up, see, and you know what? Those toxic-ass leaders, that's, where they be, that's, that's who they are right there. That, that's who they are. That chick right there is definitely somebody who's toxic. But she's probably one of the cool NCOs. So, you know, um, everybody loves her, but she's garbage. All right, moving on. Last but not least, we're going to give a big shout out to my homeboy over here, Big Chief 13 Bravo out of on the TikToks. Uh, shouting him out because somebody had hit him out about some advice. Let's, let, let's see the video. First of all, congrats, good choice, and good luck. Good question. I'm going to have to be real with you. I don't know. All right, so the question is, I'm going to be a 13 Bravo. Could you tell me what it will be like? All right, let's, let's hear what you got, Big Chief. And I say that because I served during the Stone Age. Man, that was a long time ago. But it For real, right? Wasn't. But it was before women were allowed in Preach. artillery. During my final years, uh, I was hearing about females going through Bolock. That's the basic leader officer course for, you know, officers and stuff. And I was like, oh, I was like, I get the hell out of here. I, no, I'm good. Because being in an all-male unit was just so much easier. So much easier. You can call it misogynistic all you want. I do not care. It's not misogynistic, my boy. It's, um, it's, it was one of the last places where men could be fucking men. 
and not have to have any fucking repercussions about the way we speak or the way we act. If we wanted to run around butt getting naked, we could. I will wear that. But I was hearing horror stories out of them female units. But let me get off of that, put you on some game. Best advice I can tell you is go from light to heavy. Do not go from heavy to light. You 100. Regret it. 100% what he is saying right there, big homie. If you can, find yourself an artillery piece that is light. And by light, I'm not talking triple seven. I'm talking about one, one niner. That's where you will learn how to be an artilleryman. And unless you go into, well, if you do go to a towed triple seven unit, learn how to do degraded operations. All right. Learn how to do degraded operations. What does that mean? That means that you're not going to have anything digital. Learn how to be an artilleryman. Because you can see those fucking bubbles all day. Not bubbles. You can chase that little gumball all day long, however the fuck they work that digital stuff. But at the end of the day, mm, it's nothing like firing just off the collimator or the aiming poles. And trusting in your skills. Have fun. Learn the 650 and the Dash 10. And Facts. be the best red leg you can be. First Facts. of all. So 100% 650-10, That those should be your Bibles. All right. Um, you should be in that bad boy as much as you can. Have pride in yourself. Many artillerymen came before you. There will be many after you. You know, um, I will say this to this young man. Be ready to hump rounds. Be ready to to be out there and lifting heavy shit. All right. You're going to bitch. You're going to complain. It's going to happen, bro. It will. It really will because we all do it. All right. But I would definitely say, you know, get up on on, on your uh, artillery knowledge, your artillery skills proficiency test. Uh, try to be the number one man if you can. Nine times out of ten, when you get to a, a unit, there's already going to be a number one man already on there, especially if you go mechanized. Um, mechanized is fun and all, but it's not. I, I went mechanized for the first uh, six years, five or six years of my artillery or my um, my arm, army career. And it was great. I mean, I loved it. It was the Cadillac of fucking artillery, you know, and uh, when everything was working good on it, it was good. However, you get too used to, you know, that digital life. You get too used to pushing buttons, you know, lay, load, lay. You get too used to that. You know, uh, oh, shit, servo's got to turn on. Oh, hydraulic's got to turn that on. Hey, I don't look to 1,200, whatever. That's all there's to that. And then because the fire mission comes digitally, you just push, and it goes to it. You want to be high speed? Learn how to joystick on there. You learn how to joystick, you on it. But honestly, um, I would learn, if they put you in a mechanized unit, learn how to do degraded operations. Learn how to do, learn all about it. All right. Learn how to reciprocal lay. I mean, all of that is going to come to you with time. But for the first year, I would say just go hard at um, learning your advanced party, learning what um, learning T Labs PAP, learning the sequence to it, um, and try to get as much knowledge from your chief as you can. All right. And um, if the biggest pieces of advice I can give you is going to be don't just learn how to do it, but try to understand why we do it that certain way. And 
tell your chief, hey chief, you know, on your downtime, hey chief, can you can you show me how to do the gunner's position? Can you show me um what is it that I got to do for the infrared micrometer test? What does the gunner's test consist of? How do we do direct fire? You know, all that good stuff right there because it'll be beneficial to you when you go up and um and rank. Learn how to fill out your damn paperwork. You're gonna learn how to do. I can't remember what it's called right now at the top of my dome, but um. Yeah, learn how to do that paperwork because if you're off one round, you're fucked. Learn your shelf use combinations. All right. Those are very, very important. So, anywho, with that said, this has been my podcast for the day. Um, that's all I got. I'm not gonna waste any more of y'all's time. Uh, maybe we should end it with see, see you know what? Let's end it with uh seeing what's out on the world of the TikTok. How about that? Let's see if we got anybody on there. Just because um we got I wanted to wanted to do a 45 minute, but let's see what's on TikTok, y'all. I'm not gonna show y'all my algorithm because that should be going crazy sometimes. Let's see. Don't know you, don't know you. Uh-oh. I don't think I'm presenting right now, right? Okay, cool. Share screen. All right. Audio share. All right, let's see what we got out here. Okay, don't care about that. I don't care. Oh, let's hear some Salvi shit. This, this guy, okay, so let's see what we got to say. This is a, a guerrilla fighter from El Salvador. This is an Usulutan El Salvador, 1990. They started fighting from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, okay. Battalion Atonal, Atonal Battalion was fighting. In el combate, prácticamente nosotros, o sea, este, hicimos este numerosas bajas al enemigo. Uh, during the combat, we took down uh, various enemies. Donde hubo un momento de que producto de la desesperación del enemigo y su incapacidad. And there was a point uh, during the battle that the enemy, due to their uh, inability ante, and ante against our, our forces and fighting us, only infantry, they were obligated to, to use the uh, aerial assets. And around 4 p.m., our units started firing, and our forces hit it, and it crashed into the ground, right into between our forces. Their crew members died. Ah, that's how we got out of that one. My bad. That used to be my job, so I know how to translate. All right. Oh, oh, hold on. What's this? What's up, my man? Thanks for coming out. Hey, what's good, dude? Long time. Hey, I just wanted to introduce you to my two buddies. They're both former Marines. Hey, what's up, Armstrong? Your army. You're a pussy. <laughs> Uh, 
aggressive. It's not about that life. You should also check out this kit I got. It's all Gucci'd out. It's for a loan to buy it, dude. It was like only 30, 40. <laughs> yeah, um, don't want to see that. All right, so that's obviously an over-exaggerated bro vet. Again, there's a difference. Vet bro, bro vets. And sorry, you were in the Marines as well? We have a match. Hey, how's it going, man? Yeah, I was in the Marines as well. Uh, also a machine guy. Uh, what are you up to now? Nothing too crazy, man. I'm just doing a PhD in physics here. Uh, God damn. Phase transitions at quantum critical points. Uh, anyway, don't hear about that. But what now? You said you were a machine guy before? Yeah, with him, actually. Believe it or not. Uh, I actually can't. They're just both opposite ends of the spectrum. Facts. Yeah, they're definitely on the opposite ends. There's no in between, I guess, huh? <laughs> ah, three more strikes over the weekend. Let's keep this party going. Air Force, Navy. Let's turn up the heat a little bit. Jesus Christ, will you stop already? Huh, let me think about that for a second. No, not just no, fuck no. All you had to do was not touch the boats and keep your fucking hands to yourself. But no, you chuckle fucks didn't want to listen to reason. So now you get to deal with the repercussions of your actions. If you continue this bombardment, I will have no choice but to cut the internet cable in the Red Sea. Oh, <laughs> I heard about oh, that. Oh, no. Oh, now we're getting serious. How will I be able to send my slideshows to people? How will I register for a hunting license? How am I going to remind strangers that Texas is the greatest state in the union? Goddamn right. God bless Texas. Oh, no. My feet finder account is useless now. <laughs> <laughs> I will say my feet finder. Hey, who be looking up them wiki feet, though? No lie. Y'all know y'all be looking at those celebrity feats. Some of them got some twisted ass looking toes. Uh, uh, you know, Florida, sometimes I don't know when you're joking. I'm not 50% of my revenues from that part of the world. <laughs> Gross. Anyways, look, I get it. You guys don't have a space program, but we do. And then there's a civilian one, which puts up satellites that have internet. And there's a clause in there that says, if I need internet, he gives it to me. So your logic is to cut off your access to the outside world so you can't tell anybody what we're doing inside your area. Well, when you say it like that, it does not sound like a very good idea. <laughs> Do it. No one will hear you scream. <laughs> hey, that was pretty funny one. Sometimes I've been watching some of these and they're kind of like, meh. That one was actually kind of funny. I have uh, some videos that were sent to me. Give me a second. I want to see what we got. All right, so... Bear with me while I go to my messages. Let's see what we got here. All right. So. Do, 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 do. All right. So here we go. Oh, no. I already sent. No, no, no. That's from the old lady's content. I, I guess I didn't have any coming in. So my bad. It's like the United States. Oh, whoops. One day from oh, Mexico to stop you. sharing. All right, y'all. That's it for today. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for giving me your time again. Um, I hope y'all got something out of this. If you went the whole way through, do me a solid. If you can't, just give me a thumbs up, thumbs down. Let me know how it went. I'm always down to climb around like Charlie Brown. So uh till next time, I'll catch you on the gun line. This has been the Under Gun Line podcast with Lopez here. Be on the lookout for either word on the streets episodes or or D-Lo the vet bro reactions because on the we have the vet bro reactions coming up. Actually, oh shit, is today a reaction day? Today Monday or Tuesday? Damn it, it's Tuesday. All right, so I guess I'll have to be working on a reaction for y'all today too because I think my reactions are Tuesdays and Thursdays. Or was that word on the streets? I can't even fucking remember anymore, man. I got to come up with a better schedule. 
Okay, Vepo Reactions, Tuesdays and Thursdays. On the Gunline Podcast, Tuesdays. Word on the Streets, Mondays, and as necessary. All right, cool. I already did my Word on the Streets. If you haven't checked that one out, it's me and my boy Dago. We're talking about gentrification. Because Word on the Streets is uh, gentrification is kicking out poor people and uh, changing up the culture out there in the cities. Go ahead and check that one out. Uh, I'll probably link it up in here somewhere. So with that said, give me a like, sub, and all that good stuff. Rounds complete. Intermission. Gunline out. March order, y'all. Deuces.